Welcome to What's That About? This week, faking your own death. You know, Lukey, we've all thought about it, and we've all known people that we hope would fake their own death, just so that we could, you don't want them dead, but you just don't want them in your life. One of them is my co-host, Luke. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I suggested this topic, just hoping to put some ideas in his head. Don't want him dead, just don't want him near me. <laughs> all right, this week on What's That About? Alrighty, welcome, welcome back, Don. I can tell something's annoying you. I, I can tell from the get-go that something is getting right on your nerves. I'm not, I'm not happy, little Lurky, and I'll tell you why. This is probably a bit more parent-specific, but whenever I go to the toilet, whenever I sit down to go to the toilet, don't want to give too much information so that it's gross, but whenever I sit down to go to the toilet, that's the exact point where, for instance, the kids will get into a big argument, or the phone will ring. I'm the most unpopular man alive. Someone will come to the door when... <laughs> First time in six months when I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and it is very hard when you're trying to discipline the kids with your pants down on the toilet yeah. to sound dominant. It's hard to, to sound dominant. No, not gonna, you turn into Jerry Seinfeld with a, knock it off, you guys! Yeah. <laughs> you're just yelling out. You, you don't really know what's happening. There's just screaming and yelling and there's like a weird metallic bang and you're not sure what's going on. When I get off here, you're in big trouble. Yeah. And you, then you're not demanding respect from your kids. <laughs> yeah. You just... <laughs> In fact, I would argue it's impossible to get respect with your pants around your ankles. It's <laughs> as a general as a general rule. rule. I don't know many situations <laughs> where that <laughs> people are going to respect you. Yeah, it is, it's a little bit like because um, obviously with coronavirus, I've been working at home, and I don't know whether it's because I'm drinking more teas and coffees and having more more fluids. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to do a wee, mm. and the second I start to do a wee, my phone will be in my pocket and it will start ringing. Yeah. And generally, my wee lasts the exact same length as the phone ringing out. Yeah. So by the time I finish my wee, I've missed the call. Yeah. See the exact <laughs> length of it. It is annoying. We have a cleaner that comes. Yeah, we've discussed once a fortnight. Yes. And we don't know exactly what time she's going to come. It's usually sometime between nine fifteen and ten forty-five. Right. Anywhere That's a in wide that bracket. range. And often, I'll try to duck off to the toilet before she comes. I reckon eight times out of ten, freshly on the toilet, and there's a ding dong. Yeah. So then I leave her waiting at the door for at least five <laughs> minutes. She's obviously thinking, what is he doing in there? What are you doing in there for five minutes? Just, just getting the job done. <laughs> Grief. Always feel I have to put the caveat in that while I do have a cleaner, I'm not a rich man. You are a rich man. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> you a are. Rich man. Let the. Defense rest. I like to invest my money in ways that align with my laziness. That's what I like to do. (laughs) You're a very rich man. Anyone with a cleaner. Warren Groom doesn't have a cleaner. I tell you that, Groom, he's toiling away. Just because I've got a golden microphone for the potty does not mean I'm a rich man. (laughs) Um, So today we are talking about faking your own death, which I've always been interested in this topic. Yeah. Just to, uh, it's almost a reverse definition. The topic is faking your own death. I was going to ask for a Don's definition. The What's topic th- almost defines itself. It does. It yeah. does. De- so it's almost like what is the word that would the definition would be faking your own death? Well, pseudicide. So here's the definition, Don's definition. A fake death, also called a staged death or a pseudicide, is a case in which an individual leaves evidence to suggest that they are dead 
to mislead others for various different reasons. So this is what we are talking about today. My favorite thing is when researching this topic and often when you go onto the blogs or forums yeah, and you see that I saw this more than probably more than 10 times is someone will write a question saying, what's the best way to fake your own death? And then the first response was often, if you're already, if, you, if you're asking how to do it, you've already failed. Nice. <laughs> Which is just the smoothest, coolest answer. That, that is a cool question. answer. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've now left a, a digital trace that... That's true. You, you're done for. And that's you. the problem with faking your own death. The internet is not your friend in faking your own death. Because you leave so many traces everywhere about your existence. Mm. A lot of porn uh, sites for you. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what a low blow. That's what you Googled. Okay. <laughs> uh, <is> it- <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a lot harder now than it would have been back when you actually literally had a paper trail about your information rather than online, easily searchable things. Yeah, much, much, much harder to vanish without a trace in the dig- digital age. Like back in the day when you had a checkbook, you know, like if you use an ATM card, you have to basically stop using any card that you had. Back in the day of checkbooks, you could go nuts. They're giving you stuff based on a piece of paper. Yeah. There's no checking. Yep. You could just go to town on yep. a checkbook. That is very yeah. true. And so if we look at... Generally, you know, there are lots of circumstances where someone might want to fake their own death, whether they've got a lot of debt or whether they're trying to escape, you know, being caught for a crime they committed or someone's trying to do harm to them or maybe um, they're wanting to get away from a, a difficult family or work situation. The common element seems to be escape. They, they just Escaping wanna, their current situation. Yeah, yeah. They just want to escape from the current situation and they can't think of a better solution to that than Starting starting over again. Yeah, which there there have been there have been weeks where the to do list has been a bit too long and it's been a bit too much pressure, and I have thought, tell you what, just starting a starting somewhere afresh. Yeah, would be quite delightful. Um, like the hardest thing I imagine would be severing all connections to your previous life. Yeah, and from the stuff I was reading, that's often the thing that brings people unstuck is that. If they manage to, you know, successfully plan the exit and they don't get caught and they don't get identified in their new location. Yeah. The thing that brings them undone is they just can't give up their old life. Yeah, they make they make contact with someone yeah. previously. Now, there was a case of one guy in England who faked his own death to get life insurance money and then he bought the house next to his actual house so he could see his wife still. And then apparently one of the neighbours was just walking out the front and goes, hey, aren't you supposed to be dead? And... <laughs> Apparently the neighbour didn't report him He got caught again a few years later <laughs> but, but don't buy a house next to your actual house That's so ridiculous <laughs> It's ridiculous Surely you are more covert If you're just hiding in your house And not leaving Why do you need to, to live next door? It's, I know It's, it's, it's more obvious <laughs> It's ridiculous In a neighbourhood where he's probably pretty well known anyway Yeah <laughs> There were some interesting examples of, of those kind of Cases where people um, fake their own death so they can secretly observe their own funeral to see what people think of them. Yeah, I did read about this guy. And then uh, I think like 3,000 people turned up to his, his funeral and he got yeah. to just see what people thought of me, which is in a way is kind of interesting. And this is the guy, I was reading a bit more, I looked into it more. So he was a self-described lord. He gave himself the title of lord, <laughs> which I can respect. <laughs> and he basically, it came unstuck because during the funeral, he thought his wife wasn't grieving enough. So he basically came out to have a go at her. Really? Yeah, you're not grieving enough. 
He gave up the facade. He gave up the facade in the middle of the funeral to have a go at his wife. Yeah. Like a coach. Grieve harder. Grieve harder. Yeah. I'm a good bloke. Grieve harder, please. Like when the coach comes down from the grandstand to stand on the sideline. Yeah. Give it to him a bit closer. (laughs) There was another one that I thought was um, quite interesting, which was the guy who pretended to be in a car accident when he knew his girlfriend was driving by and so he was lying in the middle of the road with like fake blood on him yeah and then a witness as the girlfriend got out of the car and saw oh that's my boyfriend he's dying on the road um the witness was was in on the the trick saying oh yeah he's um he's passed away a few moments ago you've you've lost your boyfriend yeah and then he, I think the guy lying on the ground gave the girlfriend a few moments to to sink in the finality of having lost a girlfriend. And then he sat up and said, oh, just joking. And he's, his strategy was if she could realize what life would be like without him, that he then proposed to her at the scene of the accident. And Bold. she said, and she said, yes. Right. What a strategy. <laughs> that is a high risk. And ultimately high reward for him. Paid off. Yeah, he paid off. Good for him. Yeah. The uh, If in reality, if that was your partner that did that surely your main thought is this this guy's off his head yeah <laughs> what a crazy but that's a lot of effort too fake blood fake car crash get a fake witness yeah that's a lot of organization yeah, yeah. he must have he must have really loved her he did what a lovely man <laughs> yeah there would i couldn't really get a sense of how common this is because obviously it's the figures are mixed in with missing persons cases and suicides and just natural accidents and that because unless you catch the person yeah you don't really have an accurate count of how many people have genuinely faked their own death so prevalence is hard to estimate but i've I've saw estimates from in the states they reckon anywhere from a hundred people to about a thousand people fake their own death death a year yeah right which is really considering how hard it would be Mm. It's a decent amount, like a thousand people yeah. faking their own death. I would, in reality, never have the guts. Maybe I haven't come across that amount of desperation, but yeah, it's pretty extreme. I you don't know, have, yeah, because you'd imagine like the one rung below that is just disappear, like yeah, disappear. start again, yep. disappear, do it in a low profile, and the only reason you can't do that is if there's another person who will come looking for you, whether it be the government or criminals wanting to kind of do harm to you. Yeah, so it's. I guess it's only like if you actually literally have to stop people coming after you, that's when that's your only option. Yeah. So if you're choosing between death and faking your own death, you choose faking your own death. Fake your own death. Give it a crack. Yeah. Yeah. You never what do you know. Got to lose? Yeah. Nothing really. It's generally my advice to anyone going through a hard time. Is, yeah. Have you considered faking your own death? Yeah. I often. <laughs> well, I'm going to start asking people that while they're going through hard times. Yeah. It's an option. It's just. What have you tried already? Have you tried faking yeah. your own death? <laughs> And the, so it's not, it's not actually illegal to fake your own death. Yeah. There's no law against it. But in order to successfully fake your own death, you have to break a lot of laws. And often they're around fraud, identity fraud. Yeah. Particularly yeah. if you've got someone in cahoots that would put in like a fake death or like a fake police report. Yes. Like if often the wife or the husband is in cahoots with them, they'll put a fake police report in. That's a felony. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And then I think the stuff I was reading about the police... Are pretty reluctant if they can't if they don't have a body. Yeah, they're pretty reluctant to call it a death. And so, faking your own death is really difficult to get called a death for insurance purposes because there's no body. Yeah, right. And so, apparently, the mo- one of the most popular ways to fake your own death is drowning. Yeah, because in large bodies of water, 
it can often be difficult to find the body. Mm. So they will, you know, hire a boat. They'll leave some beer cans on the boat and then they will, I guess, swim back to shore, never to be seen of again. And it looks like a drowning, but um, you're not going to go, you're not going to kind of sweep the ocean to find the body. See, that I could never do that because I'm a terrible swimmer oh. and I would not make it back to shore. <laughs> I would actually, I'd, I'd die faking my own death, <laughs> which kind of defeats the purpose. It's a, <laughs> it'd be a genuine death. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm also a terrible swimmer. Yeah. How far do you reckon you could swim before you got in trouble? How many minutes? Honestly. Honestly. Uh, whenever I, I've, this has come up in the past previously, and I've, I know I'm a bad swimmer, mm. but I, I still over-exaggerate when I tell people how far I can swim. <laughs> ah, I could probably swim a couple of hundred. I reckon I would genuinely struggle. I could do it, but it would be rough. Even 25 meters, I reckon, <laughs> would be a bit of a stretch for me. I'm terrible. And I had swimming lessons throughout my whole childhood. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I, I went for a swim in a 50-meter pool a little while ago, mm. and I did not make the end without hanging onto the lane rope. Yeah. I, I reckon in absolute desperation, I would have made it. But I, in a normal weekend swim, did not make 50 meters. Yeah. That's well, what we're talking about. I went sailing with a mate, and it was really windy, and the boat capsized. And I was I was wearing a life jacket, but we actually had to jump in the water and try and right this boat get it upright mm. and I'm a weak man and I struggled and I reckon if I didn't have that life jacket I would not be talking to you today <laughs> I would be absolutely expired yeah <laughs> the, the weirdest thing is though if you were to film me over a seven meter swim yeah beautiful me too oh. absolutely as long as I don't have to breathe I'm pretty good yeah yeah perfect stroke yeah. fast efficient streamlined <laughs> yeah it's hit the 12 meter mark and the wheels go off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get down to tactics here. Yeah. Before, before we get like right into the weeds of tactics, mm-hmm. the easy way to do it is to pay someone to help you fake your own death. Yeah. And you do you, did you look into how much it actually costs? Yes. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> I'll take Anything I think you're going to research. I'll give myself a pass on that can, one. Can I just we just reveal the curtain here for a little bit? Let's not. Listen, I'm the Wizard of Oz, and basically the illusion of curtain is really important to our listeners. So that's Don's visited me <laughs> for the weekend. So we're just sneaking in a, a, a quick podcast recording. Don rocks up having done no research. While I'm making breakfast, Don gets out his laptop. He spends no more than seven minutes researching it's at least ten the topic, and then we are now recording the podcast. <laughs> Whereas I took days off. Work during the Get week. I was, <laughs> I was doing meta-analytic reviews of the literature, <laughs> and you couldn't. It doesn't really show. It does not show at all. <laughs> I'm holding my own this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I've wasted my time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, apparently you can um, in America or in um, kind of first world countries, it can cost six figures to pay someone. To fake your own death for you Right But if you go to the Philippines You can spend as little as a thousand dollars And they'll give you a, a fake identity kit That has new ID It has a fake death certificate If you throw a few extra grand on top They'll actually get you A Like a body From the morgue hmm. So there's evidence of the death Really? Like that's only I think five grand will get you But that what happens if lot? you're not 
from the Philippines. Well, I think the, the thing gonna... is like you've gone on holidays and there's been a misadventure over there. So the, there was a lady that wrote kind of one of the most well-known books. Her name was Elizabeth Green. Gilbert. Gilbert. No. <laughs> she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Oh. <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love, Fake Death. You know, that, <laughs> that was, was the, the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Elizabeth Greenwood? Something, something like that. So she wrote a very, like, if you Google Fake Your Own Death, her book comes she's up. literally in every i think it's the only book on faking your own death because yeah. she's in every article yes and i think she was exploring a car accident death while traveling through the philippines as part of her book project and that's that's kind of how it was going to work for her if she went through with it but i think right. it was just for the research yeah 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 okay so luke having now researched this topic what's what's the best way to do it and if you're not willing to visit the philippines how do you fake your own death well, I uh, am taking the advice of WikiHow here, which is generally my go-to for all uh, how to do things. Yep. They've got 10 steps to fake your own death according to WikiHow. So the first step is to decide whether you really want to do it or not. <laughs> is that a step? That's the... They're really making up the numbers here. <laughs> that is... They've always said we need seven steps and that's the first step is basically decide. That's terrible. Okay. <laughs> This makes me doubt the rest of the steps, to be honest. <laughs> it's not a strong step. It's not a strong first step. <laughs> step two. Yep. Stop using anything that will be traced back to you. Okay. So effectively, stop credit card transactions, stop online, stop social media, stop Googling, stop stop doing anything yep. that could later reveal that you were planning to fake your own debt. Right. Does that not draw alarm bells in itself? <sighs> that's a great point. Yeah. That's step two and a half. That's yeah. because <laughs> uh, you'd almost want that to stop the day you disappeared, not in the lead. You wouldn't want to do it in advance. You'd want yeah. to just do it because otherwise it'd be yeah very suspicious. Wiki how is uh, yeah none from two Thank from the you. bat here. Number three, watch out for little things that may give you away. <laughs> They're really struggling. This is uh... <laughs> struggling. Look at this. It's oh, actually boy. only one step. The last step is fake your own death. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> The sub point for watch out for things that may give you away is avoid acting fishy. <laughs> <laughs> like wearing a t-shirt that says I'm about to fake my own death. So um, I thought it would have been in your advantage to act really suspicious and give clues away. But no, apparently you should not give little things who'd, away. Who'd have thunk it? Wow. Yeah. Number four, decide on a death method. Good. I think we've already agreed the drowning is probably the way to go. Yes. Number five, you could eliminate all contact with people from your old life. Okay. I thought we could keep doing the potty. I reckon, as a little asterisk there, if one of your family members is doing like a Ouija board, you could probably just hang outside the house and <laughs> just do something. That's the only contact you could have, anyway. Step six. Now, they've left this quite low down the list for this to be another six. Yeah. Come up with an alternative identity. Okay. I think you'd want that sorted before you left. You would, yeah. You don't want to just hope you stumble across a new identity on the on the road. That's true. <laughs> this list is terrible. Okay. I as a quick side point. Yeah. I've I've no, I don't think I've had any run-ins with the law other than the odd speeding ticket or the odd. What what run-ins have you had with the law? Like, this is probably the only run-in I've had other than parking tickets, speeding tickets, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is when I was in high school. Um, we were at a um, kind of a bonfire night at one of my friend's house mm-hmm. and we got some firecrackers 
And then we're kind of running around the streets, letting off firecrackers in people's letterboxes. And you're a hoodlum. Yeah. <laughs> what a hood. Troubled, troubled youth. Oh my goodness. And just causing a bit of general mischief in the suburb. Mm-hmm. Very un me. Yeah. The entire time, I was absolutely crapping myself. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I was petrified. Like this is really fun. <laughs> I just wanted to stop the whole time. Yeah. I just wanted to be back at home with a hot Milo watching the footy. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, someone must have called the police saying there were young people setting off firecrackers in the streets. Yeah. And then the cops drove up onto the park we were hanging out in. And this is off road and drove all the way up to the playground. Right. And it was like an FBI raid. Gee, and then all like lots of the teenagers scattered, right? And you're jumping fences and everyone going in different directions, and I I think made a half-hearted attempt to run away, yeah, but I didn't commit to it, yeah. So I got caught, and they asked me who I was, and because I was only like I don't know, fourteen or fifteen, I didn't have any, I didn't have a wallet, I don't think, and they said, "What's your name?" and I said. Steve Bennett. Good. That's your classic go-to name, which is from The Simpsons for that's, listeners at home. That's when it started. Yeah. The first time I ever used Steve Bennett yeah. was in that situation. <laughs> and in the end, they just said, stop doing it. And then Steve Bennett got out of there as quick yeah. as he could. Never returned to that playground ever again in my entire life. I bet. That was my only running with the law. Yeah. So right. my new identity, I think, would be Steve Bennett. <laughs> yeah. I've had a couple. Mm. One was I robbed a liquor shop. And, no, I didn't. I didn't. I... Uh, <laughs> One was, I, I was in America, and I was probably 21, and I was mm. friends there with people that were like 19 and 20, and I bought some beer and went down to the river to drink beer, mm. and you have to be 21 to drink in America, uh. and so one of the locals called the cops, mm. and they came, and, and they reckon they knew we were working at a summer camp, and have I told you this? No. They knew we were working at a summer camp, and so they just basically confiscated the beer, not surprising, mm. and then just said, get on your way. But they said, if they knew I wasn't from a summer camp, they probably would have taken me in and like prosecuted or whatever. But they knew that I would be leaving in like a month or something and it wouldn't be worth it, worth the trouble. Yeah. So that was one. Uh, Imagine if in your life repertoire, you were in like, not a jail cell, but I guess a holding cell in the state in a police. That would be very anti- uh, Yeah. but anti-type. But then the next, on that same day, we went and bought more beer afterwards and then went to some farmer's paddock, drank a few more beers, fell asleep. And then the farmer turned up with a shotgun. This is all true. I've never heard this and story. And said, get the hell off my land. And I've then never heard this that's story. That's all true. Yeah. That was in New York State. Bloody hell. Yeah. That was like a, it was like a hillbilly style. It was get off my land. <laughs> ridiculous. Go get more beer. Don, what are you doing? Yeah. You, uh, you were off your head. I was off, yeah. I was, <laughs> you lost your way. Yeah. Other than that, I've been a pretty good boy. That's uh, it's a big day for you, though. That was, was a big day. I was pooped after you that. You cut loose that day. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was absolutely <laughs> plum stonked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hmm. Learn things every day. Yeah. Um, number seven. Yes, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Make a fake ID. Right. You don't need... This, these aren't actually Are these in tips. order of like how you're supposed to do it? I think it is. Make a fake ID. This is the most obvious number eight. Go somewhere you'll be unknown. <laughs> I guess that guy that moved in next to his wife did not follow... He, didn't, he didn't see that one. It's like, well, it's a, it's a good price. I'm going to go with the house next door. I know there's a good neighbour there. Is it? <laughs> and the last one, number nine, is 
Work under the table. Don't declare taxes. <laughs> They've written this. But if you've got a new identity, wouldn't you then declare taxes under the new identity to so you wouldn't get the alarm of any <laughs> official? Because I should. I'm going to rewrite this list. You need to yeah. send them an email. Because lots of the stuff I was reading was people do work cash in hand, so they're off the books. Right. But if you have a new identity with a new bank account, isn't Why would it less you suspicious to... If you're just going to disappear, sure, working off the off the books makes a lot more sense. Mm. But if you've got a new identity and you've paid six figures for it, surely you can work on the books. Totally. Yeah. That's interesting. And the last one... Interesting, though, the people that run the business of making new identities, as if you're going to trust someone to pay $100,000... I mean, they're probably leaving their life because of debt anyway. Like, yeah. can I really trust you? <laughs> You're good for this, aren't you? Are you good yeah. for it? Just, I trust an IOU, it's fine. You've got a good track record. <laughs> and the last tip, tip 10, lay low. Yeah. <laughs> don't, like, the tips are things like, don't become a kind of well-known local figure. Don't become a celebrity. <laughs> is <is incredible>. so <laughs> Don't become famous. <laughs> But it generally looks as though the principles seem to be... Like, you can't collect life insurance if they don't have a body. Oh, is that true? I think that largely seems to be they might pay half, half I think. Yeah, I think half I half. And so, you know, obviously it's not possible to leave a body unless you go the Philippines route. Yeah. And so you want something like the drowning option. You want something where you go and live somewhere where um, you can kind of be unrecognisable... And cash in hand, you know, like there's not, doesn't seem like there's much to it technically or strategically. Yeah. But I imagine it's just very difficult to execute successfully. I would imagine so. Yeah. Mm. A lot of planning. It's really just getting, making it legitimate. Like in America, which most of our listeners come from. Mm. Thank you very much. 63%. <laughs> in America, yeah, you'd want a social security number, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. And. <laughs> We don't have that in Australia. I'm very familiar with the term social security number. Not really sure what it is, but you'd probably want one. Um, and other stuff. <laughs> you know the point I was going to make at the beginning around, like, why do people fake their own death? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the thing? Like, the little theory I came up with was, and we've spoken about this on other podcasts, around how humans love a fresh start. Yeah. Which is why New Year's Day, everyone starts a new a new you know, um, goal or resolution on New Year's Day because psychologically it's a clean slate. Whereas in reality, it's no different to any other day. Yeah. We just love a clean slate. Yeah. And this faking your own death is, it's like, it's New Year's Day on steroids. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So you're known on New Year's Day for having a whole, literally a spreadsheet of resolutions. Yeah. For you to, so you are a prime candidate for faking your own death. Yeah. I'm, uh... And also your life is up the toilet. (laughs) So, <laughs> it's a perfect storm. It's a, but at least it's a clean toilet. It's a clean <laughs> toilet. It's true. The cleaner took care of it. <laughs> All righty. That, that's probably, you know, what we've got on faking your own death. Yeah. But we do have a very quick, very cheeky little social etiquette segment to talk you through on the other side of this delightful jingle. If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, then we recommend you listen to Luke and Dime's Etiquette Guide. Luke and Dime's Etiquette Guide, if you want. All right, Dee, this will be a quick one. This will not be a long etiquette segment. Scenario is, you're... 
you know, in the beginnings of planning a catch up with friends. Mm-hmm. And what I'm noticing is the first person who throws out the question, you know, do you want to catch up at your place or mine? Yeah. Effectively, what they've done there is they've wedged the receiver into, all you can really say if you get posed with that is my place. Yeah. It's very hard to say. There's a lot of pressure to, it's hard to say yours, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yours. Let's be honest. If you're hosting a social event. Yeah. There's a bit of cleaning involved. Well, you've got a cleaner. That's established. (laughs) So I feel bad for your cleaner, but. (laughs) A little bit more on the old, uh, you got to buy more food, whatever. You got to have more to host with. Yes. There's more of an expense involved. There is. There's more tidy up. There's a there's a there's a load to hosting, and so often it's easier to. So you've host. you've tried to stretch it out by saying cleaning and tidying. You've separated cleaning and tidying, trying to trying to make it sound like more. <laughs> but afterwards, the uh, oh, the tidying, the, the pre tidy, yeah. the post tidy cleaner, you'll get them in again for another session. It's it's easier to go to someone else's house, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. It's so much easier. I mean, yeah, and that's why it's really good to be on the front foot and be the first person that says yours or mine. That's the yeah. So the first thing is, can you ever reply yours? I think we say no. It's really hard to. Some there's a, we all know people that would say that, <laughs> and we'll judge them for it. It's yeah, it's a bit much. So can you, you say, oh, we've been to mine the last couple of times. Um, how about we do yours this time? Or is that too much, mate? You are taking the mic here. No, I reckon that's all right. If there's a history of having it at your own place, and then you say, yeah, as you said. Last couple of times of mine, I'd love to get out. Yeah, you could get away with it. But you need that precedence. And so the other thing is, tactically, you just want to get in first. Yeah. So on the almost on the first message, hey, we haven't we haven't caught up for a while, let's do it, your place or mine, is pretty much you need to just get on the front foot and send that as quickly as possible. What I would also do in that message, if I was on that front foot, I'd say your place, your would be in font 14, in bold, <laughs> and place, or, and my place would be in font 6, and in italics. And maybe it could even be wingdings that you can't even understand. You'd really want to emphasize yours or mine. Which does raise a side question, not related to social etiquette. Yeah. Why don't you have more control over the font in a text message? Yeah, you really don't. What is the font of a text message? It depends on the... You can't do anything with a text message other than add add images. Like... If, if you could make things bold or unbold, would you use oh, that? Yeah, yeah if, I would too. Do you use a text message like a Word document? Yeah. We have all the tools of the uh, dashboard at your fingertips. I would permanently be in script font. I would be, <laughs> so you sound wiser. It's the classy guy that I am. I'm a script guy. <laughs> I should be there at half four. That's right. <laughs> Come hither to mine or to yours. <laughs> um, so that that was a, uh, a quick and dirty. Uh, Basically, get in first and say yours or mine. And if they say yours or mine, you may as well get the cleaner. Get in, get them in to clean up because it's going to be at yours. I can recommend someone great. I'll, uh, I'll DM you. Yeah, DM you. <laughs> I don't know what a DM is. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's what young people say. A DM is like a direct message. Well, apparently there's a phrase slide into your DMs. Yes, which I had not heard of, but I was made aware of recently. Which is when someone's a little bit keen, and you send them a random is it a message. Keen, is it a keenness? I think it's it? a keenness thing. So it's not just you've sent someone a, a message. No, I like think slide into your DMs is. Something little, something is something. it something something mm-hmm. going on? Yeah, which is which I was not aware of back in my day. Send them a facsimile. <laughs> that was basically it. Send a telegram. I'm a little bit keen. Stop. <laughs> Want to go for a coffee? Stop. That, that's what it would be. 
Um, and can you direct message on any platform or is it just... Because um, people often refer to it in Instagram. DMs? Yeah, but is DM just... It's just a, a private message that is... I don't know if it's Instagram. You're asking the wrong guy. I'm a guy with a MySpace and a Facebook. No, I actually do have... What social stuff have you got? Because I'm pretty I've hip got, these days. I've got Facebook and Twitter. Oh, yeah. But okay. I don't really use either of them much. Yeah, I don't use Facebook much. I have Twitter. I read it a little bit. I don't really post anything. Yeah. But if you're dealing with the younger... Where I'm 40. You're 38. Mm. It's not cool to use Twitter. You're an yeah. old man. Twitter's on the out. All right. But I Facebook I, was on the ad as well. Facebook's on the ad. I've got an Instagram. Don't really use it. And I've got a Snapchat. You got a Snapchat? Yeah, no big deal. What are you doing with a Snapchat? Oh, uh, mate, I'm snapping. <laughs> I'm, I'm snapping and chatting <laughs> and don't really use it. Um, that is the episode Dunsky. Yep. Okay, episode. Not our best. But let's be honest, we're not producing as quality material like we used to. <laughs> <laughs> let's just acknowledge it and get it out there. Um, still okay We're like Late career Bob Dylan We're putting out some good st- Like it's good It's not great It's good It's not blowing um, in the wind Often the review I get from my wife Is either Yeah that was good or Not, not your best Yeah not your <laughs> the, the, best the two, the two levels of review Yeah <laughs> Alrighty have a good one We'll catch you next time Catch you for the next topic See ya See ya